You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now Let's get into the episode. Good everyone and welcome to the Wanderlust Swingers podcast. Today's episode is how to survive Swingers Island with Spicy Match. How you doing, Daryl? I'm doing all right. You doing all right? Survive? Yeah. That sounds rather drama filled. <laughs> it's a whole Swingers Island in Croatia in the hot, hot heat and on an island and you've got to be able to survive it. The hot, hot heat on an island. On an island. In the island. In the island. How do you survive it? So we're going to talk all about our recent trip to Croatia and a fairly new, actually brand new event that we went to, but it's brand new. This was the first kind of inaugural event. So we're going to talk about that. But first of all, culture tidbit. About what? Croatia? Croatia. Okay. I thought it might have been a bit because we're in the Netherlands and, you know, we were in Croatia. So I'm just... I'm just trying to figure out what the you know policy. I try is. to do them when we travel to somewhere where it's relevant, but I'm honestly running out of cultural tidbits because we lived in Croatia. But so this one was a bit of a struggle, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Croatia gets 2,700 hours of sunlight annually. <laughs> this equates to 33. percent It is the fifth most desirable destination in Europe. And uh, also they're now using euros and we thought that was just weird instead of the kunas that have changed currency. That's my cultural tip. I was, di- I was, I was digging. You're digging way deep. Yeah. I mean, you could have just went with the, the sunlight, the kuna. The sunlight thing? Sunlighting. Sunlight. Hang on. Do you mean sun or sunlight? Sun. Like sun, sunshine. Yeah, that's a very different thing to sunlight. It is too. Yeah, yeah. Because it's roughly 50%, you would say, sunlight-wise. <laughs> it is, yeah. So, no, let me yeah. back. So, it's 2,700 hours of sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, annually. See how that's really different? So, 33% of the time, like, Croatia is not covered in rain and nastiness and snow and all that oh, stuff. Oh, I gotcha. I, I mean, hence my clarification yeah. because it didn't seem like it was around the right number because <laughs> one would expect, again, around 50% for sunlight. Just a super dark place to go in the world. Right? I mean, it's yeah, it sounds like it sounds very, very dreary when only yeah. 33% of the year is sunlight. But it's a good location to host the Swingers event in because therefore your chances of having good weather kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit better. Than, yeah. Right? Yeah. Sunshine, it? yeah. Sunshine, lollipops. And so some updates for us in terms of what we've been up to. You did, we did our first fly into Belgium. We flew our plane, old blue skies. You flew, I, we flew, Well, we, there was flying. We, we flew. We Are flew. there controls on your side of the plane? Unfortunately, yes. Then yes, I wish there flew. wasn't. I'm living in terror of accidentally hitting the steering wheel. It's not a steering wheel. I mean, come on, get the lingo. Joystick. Oh, fuck me. Control. Yoke. Yoke. Yeah. Okay, I'll just remember like, that. It's the same as what Teslas have now. Okay, uh, we had some friends, uh, a friend visit from Australia. We just finished up going to a music festival this Saturday. Went to Mysteryland, which is amazing. Right. So, Spicy Island. What is Spicy Island? So, it is an island, a full island takeover, basically. Like, you've got resort takeovers, hotel takeovers, club takeovers, and (laughs) to my knowledge, for the first time ever, 
an island, a full island takeover. Is that what an island takeover means? Yeah, so it's the first time this has ever happened anywhere, oh, to my knowledge. that's why you had to explain it, because it's the first time it's ever happened. <laughs> we flew into Croatia and we realised immediately how much we missed Croatia. We did. We very much did. So, yeah, we missed we miss Croatia a lot, actually. We realised when we flew in and just even in the taxi from the airport to the boat location, we realised how much we kind of missed the place, right? Yeah, it is lovely. It really is. So it was kind of nice going back for a swingers event into a place that we really, really enjoy. Yes, I agree. You know, to have that kind of mixture of like reminiscing and... It is truly a lovely country. Good people, good food, good wine and lovely. I mean, the beaches and the island was just stunning. The water is like amazing. It's It's just a gorgeous part of the world, right? Yes, agreed. So I, I just flying, you know, when we go to swingers events around the place, like flying into something that a country where we love the country, but also... Just the gorgeous surroundings for yeah. our, for me was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I agree. And the ocean. <laughs> it's a sea. <laughs> no, 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 no. For the entirety of this podcast. We're going to say ocean? I, w- I will be calling it an ocean. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically you have to go into this particular location. There's a port there. I can't tell you exactly where it is um, just for privacy reasons, but you go to the port and then you can get the boat over. Now there's two different boat options. We chose the speedboat option because – yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean – in terms of like flying in, getting the taxi, like saving up, going to this thing, any of these events, like for my mind and money and time, I don't know, it just kind of makes sense to spend the extra like 50 bucks to get there quicker and have a better experience. That's generally. Yeah, but I don't think that the experience was bad for the other people though. Everyone seemed to enjoy the trip over whether they were on the slow or the fast boat yeah. because the slow boat also had booze. I will, that's what I will say. The slow <laughs> boat actually turned into a party boat and everybody who arrived on that was like, fuck yeah, we were doing all these shots and like yeah. people were getting their tits out and we had a great time. We were like, well, we just had a we, lot of French people on our boat. We, we were just going speedy. <laughs> we couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> but it was lovely. No, You know what they were saying? I wish these Australian fuckers would party with us. <laughs> Why is there not shots? Yeah. It was so nice though, traveling from the port to the island and again, going past all these beautiful islands and villages and spots was uh, just a fantastic lead into the event. Like that for me was actually in and out for me was a, I liked it. It was a big part of my event experience, I think. Yeah. There was some pretty cool stuff there on the way in for sure. Way out as well. Yeah. Like in terms of what you see, some of the old, uh, some of the old stuff from wars and many, 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 like from Roman era stuff as well because Croatia unfortunately for the country has been owned by so many different you know empires over the past so it's um it's had a quite a hectic life as a country but is because of that very uh, very well endowed when it comes to what types of foods and things are are available there so it is an interesting place yeah so let's talk about the island, what happened, what the setup like. Because again, to my mind, this is the first time this has ever happened around the world. So just, I, I want to give people kind of an idea of how it went down, what it was like, but we'll also kind of in, in amongst it all, we're going to share a little bit about our experience as well. So it's kind of going to be a bit of both. So I think, and keen to hear what you think about this, but for me, I would have to say that this island in this event was truly unique. I don't think anywhere else in the world that we've been to where you're on, a beautiful island surrounded by beautiful blue sea. Ocean. <laughs> where you're nude and can experience all of that beauty and everything else. Like obviously you've got your desires, you've got your hedo and everything else, but, you know, 
those generally tend to have all that seaweed crap and it's just not – to my mind it just wasn't as gorgeous and beautiful. What What do you think? Y- yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think it's, it is very unique. Certainly for us, we've never uh, – again, I don't know whether it's the first time it's ever been done, but it's certainly the first time we've ever been to one. So it's very unique in terms of our experience uh, being in a place that is isolated as well. Like you, you know, even I'm sure you could get off the island if you wanted to. Although I don't think there were too many people wanting to do that. No, but it was, uh, yeah, it was it was truly a, a unique location. Yeah, yeah. So on the island, they had different kind of accommodation options, different kind of camping areas. They had some yurts and more. I guess, permanent structural buildings as well. So a a little bit of everything for, I guess, everyone. They did set up an outdoor play area, kind of under, what would you call it, like a big gazebo? I mean, Australian, you'd call it a shed, an enclosed shed. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, kind of an outdoor facility. So they did actually set up an outdoor um, play area. It's not outdoor. It's it's covered. It's covered, but, I mean, it wasn't in a – it wasn't in a, a a house. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you, but it's it's covered. It's not an outdoor area. You're not out in the rain. No, no. If it no, rains, no. you don't get rained on. Yeah, absolutely. But that was that was really something interesting as well. So they had a lot of beds there, massage areas. They had some uh, flogging areas. They had a St. Andrew's Cross there. They had a stock horse thing, quite a few different bits and pieces and a, a stripper's pole and stuff like that. So I thought they did a really good job because, again – Sometimes the issue with going to these uh, facilities or these events where they're kind of like a set up and go, you don't have that permanent playroom structure like an actual resort would have. But I think that they actually did a really good job in converting something and making it kind of fun and a little bit in the elements. But like you said, you're still covered in everything. It's just that ability to kind of hang out and be a bit different rather than an enclosed playroom. Yeah, it was a little more exposed than usual. Yeah. yeah but the, but also I think you're forgetting the actual play areas were all enclosed in, in cloth. So there were curtains around everything. Yeah. You know, so you still had some privacy if you wanted it, although you had your own privacy anyway. If you really wanted it, you could totally go back to your own yeah. your own room or, or yurt or whatever it is that you had that you were staying in. So there were, you know, there was plenty of opportunity there to play or fly and find locations to play. There is, like I said before, a couple of different options for accommodation. Now, we kind of stayed in the, the middle option and we took some video of our room, our little yurty room. Uh, I'd call it a permanent, permanent high-end tent. A permanent high-end. I think they call it a bell tent. So, yeah, that that's probably accurate. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but it's uh, it was – so it's definitely – I mean, it's uh, the, the outside space of it or the outside walls of it are je- definitely tent-like. Yeah. So it's – you know, we had our own toilet and bathroom and stuff in there as well, which was really cool. So it's definitely glamping. I wouldn't say that it's like uh, camping at that level. So we did have our own oh, space, no, our own not. air conditioning. Um, we yeah. were actually – we were really, really lucky with where our one was positioned actually. I think we got a really good one because we were not too far from all of the locations because there's all these different locations on the island where the parties were happening and where the bars are and stuff. We were kind of in the middle of all of it and yep. we were right at the end kind of facing the water. Yeah, well, we could see the water between trees, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really nice. It was, and when we kind of were walking around the island looking at everything else, I was like, wait a second, we actually really lucked out with the positioning of where our little uh, accommodation space was, I think. Agreed. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so that was, was cool. Nice. Yeah, it was good. It was good. We did a um, a little bit of a video of it, so that was kind of cool to see. something Again, something really different than, I guess, what we've experienced before. They did have one that was kind of – 
the next level up from ours, more expensive, and then the one was slightly cheaper, which had kind of the shared bathroom facilities. But really, I think it had everything we needed. I didn't have an issue with what we stayed in. I think it was actually really quite cool. I thought it was very cool. I really liked the the place we were in. It was nice. We were away from far enough away from everything that I mean, you could still hear the bass at night if you went back to the to the. I'm going to call it a tent from now on in, just because it's easier to say. Fair enough. If you went back to the tent, there was plenty of plenty of space. You know, we had we had a good view. We had nice neighbours. Yeah, I don't. There was no downside to where we were. Yeah, we were close to well. We were kind of centralised, which was good. Yeah, and so being centralised, talking about that, another thing that I really liked about the space on the island and what they did was that each of the night parties were in different locations around the island. So the first night was like a, a, a night party by the pool. The second was in that kind of outdoor kind of opera stadium seating old looking place, which was really cool. Then had another night where it was down by the water, which was cool. I like the fact that the night parties, you know, because it was an island and it's big, there wasn't repetition like you might see at a resort or an event where it's like the same thing. You go to the same space yeah. every night. It's not so big though. It's not un- like it's walk- entirely walkable from one end to the other. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they had options. You could take a golf buggy if you wanted as well. But I didn't miss the golf buggy the whole time we were there. It's not like we, you know, we didn't have one and we didn't, I don't feel like we needed it. No, I don't think we needed it either. Yeah. What I will say is that there was no way in hell I was wearing stiletto heels on that island. Like that would no. have been an ankle-breaking scenario. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yes, it's a. I mean, it, yeah, it's a marble and marble island. Realistically, yeah, popping up out of the Mediterranean Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should tell the story about the ocean, shouldn't we? Yeah. So really quickly, on the first day, I was taking some video by the pool, and you know, before everyone's getting naked. And I posted on social media and on it was on Facebook in particular. But a person, I said in the background, I was like, yeah, it's really amazing. Look at this and nude pool and this beautiful scenery in the background. You can see all the other islands and this beautiful blue ocean. Yes, it's the Mediterranean Sea. We yes. get it. Thank <laughs> you for the correction. A dude was like, you're an idiot. I'm not joking. He was like, you're an idiot and it's the Mediterranean Sea. And I was like, thanks. Jesus, dude, get a cup of tea and Thanks, calm. Captain Corrupt- Correction. <laughs> Come down. Uh, so that's why Daryl keeps taking a piss and calling it an ocean. It's going to be an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but night one, we there was kind of a meet and greet and it was at the bar that was closest to kind of where the boat's pulling in the port and the cove area and where there was kind of like kayak hire and, you know, stand up paddle boards and all of that stuff. So it was called the, the shore bar or something like that. And that was the, the meet and greet. And obviously everyone's arriving. Everyone's in really high spirits. But what happens then is that everybody starts drinking and everybody gets quite inebriated and everyone's having a good time and everything else. And then it shortens the evening because if you start drinking kind of early in the afternoon and you get really excited and you're partying and you're talking to people and you're having fun at the music... It's a standard first day overcorrection. It just happens. It, it happens at every event. It happens at every resort. Every time I've ever been to a multiple day swinging event, the first day is always an overcorrection. It's the least sex ridden night. Yeah. I think because most people turn up and they go, wee party, look at all these fun people. And then they drink and then they go, oh, drunk, falling down now. Well, you're right because. You know, if you've been saving, say you've been saving for, I don't know, a year, you've bought your plane tickets, you're all excited, you've got your outfits sorted, and then next minute, <laughs> you're on the island finally after all of this time waiting, and then you go and you have an amazing afternoon, you start meeting all these sexy people, 
you're really excited for this amazing sexy time to be around nude people and there's clothing optional island and then yes and then you get drunk we were actually going to talk about having play talk about the sexless night we were talking about going to have play and then we decided oh we'll go for a nap and then we'll come back out to party and we didn't yes. do that we how was go- the nap well we were going for a nap and instead there was some sex first then we had a sleep we had like a two-hour sex session. Yeah, but you wore me out. No, no, I went to sleep till the next morning. I wore you out. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was puffed. Always that overshooting, the fun and excitement, and then the we'll go have a nap and we'll come back out. Yes, which turned out to be the somewhat of the bane of our the rest of the time there. Why is that? Because you got a UTI. Oh, I did get one. Yay! <laughs> All fun and games until someone gets a UTI. That's very, very true. Or pregnant. <laughs> But obviously, with any event, there was theme nights every night, you know, everybody got just dressed up. How many How many people in terms of what you saw for costume wearing? I think just about all of them at most of the nights. Yeah. It was very high, It was a very high ratio. It wasn't everyone. It wasn't 100%, but yeah. it wasn't far away from that on most of the nights. And as usual, it was normally the men who were not dressed. That seems to be usual. It seems to be that the men are always like, oh, I don't want to get dressed. No, yeah, that's true. Just get dressed, man. <laughs> Yeah, just wear costumes, guys. Just do it. You know, just give it a shot. Why would you suggest men should wear costumes? I know we said this before, but if you're a new listener, maybe you don't know. Why so do you men- don't look like a dick. Mm-hmm. So you look like <laughs> no. you put effort in. No, it just gives you a chance to be – you can you can put on a mask of who that person is yeah. for that, you know, for that night. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, it's nice to occasionally walk like Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> There was a guy like dressed like Captain Jack Sparrow at the festival. I agree. He didn't once run around like Captain Jack Sparrow and it was a missed opportunity. I agree. Yeah. Do you could have even just walked like Captain Jack. So what percentage would you say at the Spicy Island event versus maybe others, what percentage of people wore costumes to the theme nights? 93.2%. Sorry, people. I have to be precise in my response here because, you know, Kate's a very focused individual around numbers and percentiles. What would you? Which you'll notice on her updates on on <laughs> I don't Twitter. Do that if you, uh, I don't do that anymore because you yeah. guys shamed me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were putting up like, oh, the book we're booked eighty three point six percent. It's like uh, you could have rounded that to eighty five. Nobody would have noticed. What percentage would you say happens at say other events or at Desire? Six. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Less. I don't know. Fifty percent. 60, 60%, 60%. I'm just going to throw some random things out now because these aren't <laughs> Now in. we're getting to the random things. What the fuck was this? I felt like this was already random. Spicy Island, I, I could have gone in a kind of a day stepwise process, but I decided instead that I was just going to take you on a complete and utter random journey about our experience on the island. Sounds really. about so right. The closing party, which was the light show and the white party, that evening was under that uh, outdoor entertainment area. Yep. And they had people come in for a light show who were from Finland. Is yeah. that well, I mean, run us through what you – I mean, that light show was – It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, they had sticks and light sticks, the ones that change as you spin them. Um, what else? They had, uh, there was fire as well, wasn't there? On yeah, that night? yeah, I so. Yeah, so there were yeah. fire people and a whole lot of stuff. I don't know what else to say except that there were a lot of people doing a lot of spinny things and everyone was like, when are we going to get to see the logo? Like everyone's looking around Waiting. and then the, the last, like <laughs> the finale included the logo and everyone's like, yeah. Everyone went crazy with those like glow stick things. That was like high energy, that white party. So I think I think Spicy Match, one of the signature things is most of the time they'll close with a white party. Yep. So I think that's kind of become their little signature move and that white party, I would honestly say – 
outside of the energy of that meet and greet by the shore bar for that first evening, I think the energy at the white party was far and away the best energy. That closing party was crazy. Every single person was wearing white. Do you remember the lady in the wedding, like wedding lingerie? With oh, the, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. She's wearing a veil as well. She that is gorgeous. a clever outfit. Yeah, actually, there, there were a lot of – there were a lot of good. It was actually, if memory serves, it was reasonably cool that night as well. Keeper didn't care though. They just were no, like, "Fuck like, it, I'm fuck doing this." It. I've got white lingerie. I bought it all the way with me. I travelled it across I'm the borders. Using it. It's fucking getting worn. Yeah, and they wore it. it. Means a lot of erect nipples though, which is really not a problem. No, it wasn't. Everybody looked gorgeous that night. Everybody looked really great. And like I said, that that lady that was just in lingerie and heels and the wedding veil for the white thing, she. She stood out from everybody else and I was looking at her like crazy because she just looked gorgeous and sexy and I was like, that is a kinky addition because you can add some role play into it too, right? Like she's there on her like after her wedding and being a little slutty McSluttenstein. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you, babe. I mean, I'm right there along with you. Stop talking about the lady in, uh, in white. Got it. Oh, no, talk about her as much as you want. <laughs> Food and stuff on the island is not really – you know, a really exciting talking point, but they did have breakfast and dinner included. So you just needed to um, either have lunch or not have lunch if you had enough breakfast and dinner. I was really impressed with the buffet dinner. It was surprisingly good. They had a lot of options there. I totally agree. Even the bad Croatian food is quite good by comparison to many other. And and it wasn't bad. Sorry, I should just clarify that. No. It, It wasn't a bad, it wasn't bad food at all. The food was quite good. It was certainly... Let's say, <laughs> now living in the Netherlands, any of the food that was served there is probably better than what you're going to get served in the Netherlands. And I don't mean that as a slight against the Netherlands. It's just not known as the, uh, you know, the, capital of the, the gourmet world. capital of, of Europe. So, yeah. yeah, it's too close to, to the UK. That's the problem. And, that, you know, the UK has <laughs> got terrible food. So I think they might have caught it. It's like a cold that's running through. It was surprisingly good, like the salads and everything else. I was really, really happy about that. But you you do spend money on drinks, right? So the reason I want to talk about this just briefly is when you're talking about budgeting for an event like this, how much do you need to budget for? Now, we were there for four days. Everyone was there for four days. but True. <laughs> we were there for four days and a quarter. There was only one person that I think was close to getting taken off the island and that's because they were seriously unwell. Oh, yeah. But they managed to truck on through right <laughs> they, to the last day. They went and had a kip. They had like two days of kip. Yeah. <laughs> came back out party <laughs> and they time. They came back out. Yeah, I think they saw the first night and the last night. That's yeah, it. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. yeah, when you're budgeting for this sort of stuff, like you're paying for your drinks and everything. We were there for four days, so it was everybody else. What would you estimate we spent? Because we did buy some pizzas and stuff as well and burgers. What would you estimate we spent for the four days on the island in terms of like, lunches like f- and some alcohol? 300 euro. Hang on, 300 euro. Yeah, let's see. Look at me with my brains. <laughs> so it is something if you are looking at going to something like this, you know, and it's not an all-inclusive thing, if you're wanting to know how much to budget, like that's what we spent. I quite prefer having to being – so one of the things I dislike about – bars actually in general for a lot of the places that we go to events is that they free pour alcohol the reason i dislike free pour two two things at an all-inclusive it doesn't fucking matter whether you go back again right it's this you're going to get more drinks for free exactly it's a buffet (laughs) that somebody stack the plate to the fucking eyeballs it doesn't make sense to me i prefer to have a drink that i know what it's going to taste like and i know what the content of alcohol is so that i don't overshoot early on or undershoot because i don't know what i'm doing so this is one of the things I like about events that are not all-inclusive is that 
people are they they don't free pour. They actually measure the the amount of alcohol in there. I prefer that. Yeah. And again, I just wish they do that at an all inclusive, yeah. so that I know what I'm getting. True. True. Again, it's it's just I actually enjoy the taste of drinking. I don't need it to be a hundred percent vodka or a hundred percent scotch for me to feel like I'm getting good value. Mm, true. So some of the other things on the island that they did, they had pool parties. They had performances. So with the pool parties and with the night parties, they had performances by either local or actually mainly international people like that group from Finland. Yeah. When they said they were a group from Finland, I was like, oh, cool, they must now live in Croatia. Nope, we no, saw them in, at the airport yep. the next morning yep. and they were On their off, way back to Finland. Off back to Finland. Speaking a language that only 2 million people speak globally. Really? Yeah, finishes. Oh, there you go. So they had a, a dancer coming over from the UK as well. Yeah. So um, she's quite well known. They had different performances and stuff like that. We had a good chat with her. We walked up the hill with her. Yeah, right? Ke- Kerry Gold, her name and is. She yeah. is so fucking strong. She is strong. She like handstands yeah. and then does the whole legs out sideways and front and back and yeah. like does wiggly things and all sorts of stuff. I'm like, fucking jeez. Like her wrist strength alone. I'm like, God, she just tear my penis off. I saw Carrie Gold on Instagram, I think, a day or two ago, and she just got back from a Desire cruise as well. So she just got there. She did a choreographed thing. That, that was really cool. They had a, um, an interesting little kind of BDSM vibe by the pool party one day as well. So they had um, some spanking happening, some whips happening, and they had a lady there who was putting a big balloon completely down her mouth, which kind of everybody was looking, trying to figure out how it was done. Everyone thought she was deep-throating a uh, yeah sausage balloon. A sausage balloon, There's yeah. a sneaky little way around this, though. Deep-throating a sausage balloon. Yeah. It would have come out of her arsehole it was that long if, uh, <laughs> if it was actually happening. And I think she did it three or four times, and some people, I overheard conversations of people going like, well... She's probably going to get sick now, like yeah, all I mean, these balloons in her belly. That, all, all those balloons, all that latex. It's going to fuck her up. I was going to throw it out there and say it. We've got a clothing optional pool, hotel takeover coming up in Miami. We've only got 20 rooms left. And if this sounds like your tribe, your people, you wanting to have some fun for three nights, four days in the sun, come and join us May 31st to the 3rd of June. We've got We Got A Thing, Casual Swinger, Expansive Connection. We've got the Hump Day Quickies and we have That Hot Couple in GA. So three nights, four days of fun in the sun for our Swingers Hotel Takeover in Miami. This is the last time we're hitting this location. So come and join us. We would absolutely love to see you. I just announced the themes inside of our community and they are going to be banging. We've also got the Casual Toys Luxury Playroom in the penthouse that's coming back for 2024. It is definitely a sight to be seen. So if you're all about having a party, but making connections with genuine community, come and join us in Miami. Head to libertineevents.com and find your way to the Miami event. So 20 rooms left. We'd love to see you guys come and party. Hang out with us this May, June in Miami Beach. I want to take a moment and talk about the, the people and kind of what we experienced there. So at this event, I think that there was a little bit of a unique situation happening at this event. We went entirely on our own, right? Well, I was there with this blonde girl. By happenstance, we knew a couple that was from the UK that we'd met previously. So we did know somebody. We did. But that was it. So 600 people were on the island. We didn't actually. Did we know they were going or did we find out on the day? Very late like, in the yeah, game. It was like a day before or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. That for, like, so to just give you guys some understanding, we were going there on our own, basically. Now, I want to talk about the whole group situation. On the island, we went there on our own. 
What would you think about the people that were going in terms of the groups and traveling together and, you know, meeting people that they go to sort of the same events or they come together in six or eight people and, and all of that well, this, sort of thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was interesting, right, because there was – I think there were very few people who traveled there without some companions, mm. which doesn't surprise me actually. It's a new event for starters. So worst case – let's say worst case, you turn up – Everybody there except your friends are not somebody that you're interested in. You've got your friends who you're interested in. Right. So I understand why people did it. But there, there wasn't a lot of like single couples yeah. there, which was uh, which was very different in comparison to I think every other event we've been to as well. I wouldn't say that, uh, you know, a lot of people are worried about it being clicky and this sort of thing. I wouldn't say that it was. I think we we spoke to whoever we wanted to speak to. We, uh, I don't think it was really that clicky. It can seem like it from the outside and your, your perception is what, what matters. So I think that – just got to bust your way in. If you, you want do. to talk to somebody, you just go talk to them. I mean, if they're at a fucking swingers event, it's likely they wish to talk to other people. Yeah. So it was unique. We, like Daryl just said, we haven't really experienced this at other events before, but there were like groups of uh, four to kind of eight couples yeah. all traveling together. And they yeah. knew each other from previous events and they don't even need to live in the same country. Like they were people from Canada visiting people that they knew from the UK and stuff like that and all just kind of meeting in that central space. And that was pretty unique. I don't think you would see that unless you went with an actual event or a takeover to one of the resorts, you wouldn't normally see like those groups of people, I think, in our experience, traveling around to events um, or, in, or in that quantity. You might get like one or two small groups, but everybody there seemed to be with their own group which is pretty new I think but to your point we were able to just walk over and go hey we're Kate and Daryl we're Australian we live in the Netherlands like what's up I don't think anybody really snubbed us no uh, there were there were a few problems but generally they were just with language right I mean yes. uh, there was some certainly there was some French people we met um, earlier on who struggled understanding us which is I mean the Australian accent's actually not something that most of Europe and Asia are really good at dealing with no so that, but that's the only problem. I mean, in they still all tried very, very hard to, to talk to us. All right, let's take a moment to talk about who, who went to Spicy Island. So I want to talk about like the age, languages you just mentioned before, like shapes. So there were 600 people on that went to this event. 600 people? Really? 600 people, Felt yeah. Felt more than that. I think there was there was a few people on one of the days that came in from Croatia on an on addition, additional boat. Yeah, but I, f- I mean, that obviously doesn't include the people working there as well, right? No, no. I'm talking okay. about 600 attendees. Okay. What would you say the average age was of an attendee on the island? Like if you're looking at the bell curve. Middle 30s. Yeah, middle 30s. Middle, late 30s. So I think there was probably a younger demographic at this event than... There was, yeah, sorry, this bell curve was not a really very bell-like. No. It actually had... There was skewed. A, yeah, so it was skewed to a young group. There was a young group from, I'm going to say, middle 20s, 20s to, to very early 30s. Yep. And then there was another group at the other end from uh, 50s, early uh, mid-50s through to mid-60s. Yeah. I think. Yeah, so I, I do think that the, the average age was lower than what we've seen at some events before. I don't agree with that. No, you don't agree? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I think it was just that there was a big gap. Uh, so you don't think that there was a lot of people, say, in their 35 to 40 bracket? No, I don't think less of those people. I think there was. I think it was a lesser group in that, in that yeah. which is normally not the case. Uh, so you think the hump kind of went like this way for the for the mid-20s to mid-30s? It's a, it's a U back. rather than a bell. Yeah. yeah, and then back up for this age. That's yes. really interesting. It's a non-standard distribution curve. Well, it's a non-standard distribution curve yes. for the average age. 
I reached out to the owners of Spicy Match afterwards because I was curious on how many um, locations and languages and things of that nature that people came from. Do you want to know how many different nations were at this? Guess. Do I? Guess. Have a guess. Uh, I'm going to say there were 40 different countries. So there's 46 different nations represented. I'm good at this. (laughs) 46. And a lot of people, when we talk about these events in foreign countries, particularly uh, non-English first language speaking countries, they ask us about the language. Honestly, most people there know some English at a minimum. Most know, most actually speak English better than we do. Most, yeah, and <laughs> you you walk up and even if they're – maybe they're a little bit embarrassed if they don't practice speaking English a lot and they'll generally say to you like, oh, sorry, I'm not I very good. I don't speak English very well. And the people – every person who says that <laughs> normally is speaking fucking English really well. So for those of you out there who, who are embarrassed about any language, and I don't think this is just English because we're the same trying to speak something else – People just like that you're able, that yeah. you're trying. Yeah, yeah. But we didn't have any issue talking to anybody though. No, like I said, only the French guys. But it wasn't it wasn't an issue. It just was. It just took a little bit more work. Yeah, yeah. Hand gestures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> communication's a lot more than just the talking. That's true. What would you say the average shape of the individual was if you were to fucking tall? <laughs> you reckon? It was a reasonably tall group. Yeah. Reasonably tall group. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, it was still, I suppose, populated a little higher with the nations that were closer to the island. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? There were more Croatians, Slovenians, uh, Bosnia, Bosnia, Herzegovinans. So, and they're generally tall regions. Yeah. Right? So, kind of the Eastern European, but you also yeah. had Western European. Yeah, of course you did. But the, I think the majority of people fr- were f- from closer than that, right? There's some Polish people there as well. So, yeah, gen- I think generally Eastern European. Is that what the – did you get that break? Like the, in your countries? Does it – no, did, did I, you get how many countries were – that would be interesting no, I, as well. I, I didn't actually, but, um, I, I mean, you know, we met people from America, like we said before, yeah, Canada, yeah, were, the UK, people, France. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're looking yeah. at the majority, the vast majority were from around yeah. around that so, area So you would say generally a little bit taller than your average – yeah. And we said, you know, the, the bell curve is not a bell curve. It's a, what is it, equal distrib- something distribution <laughs> something. It's boobs. It's boobs. It's boobs. It's boobs. Yes. And uh, what would you say, because people always look at these things and they say, what is the body shape? What is the na- average kind of body shape? Uh, what think, would you say? I think it, it ranged fairly significantly from from very thin. I think some of the Eastern European company, countries, because they're taller, they carry their weight a lot better as well. Yeah, definitely. So the, you've got uh, so, but I think it was generally at the the thinner end with uh, the the tail end of that bell curve. You know, meeting at uh, sort of the just the the larger end. I mean, there's nobody there that was really large. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that either. Actually, I would say it goes from it was it was it was further toward the thinner end of the of the of the range. Yeah, yeah. I think we our kind of shape and size were probably. Middle to slightly we were average or fatter than most yeah, of the people, uh, and that larger were there. than most of the people. That's kind of who goes there. You've only spoken about their body shape and their height, though. You've missed a very important aspect of a swingers thing, which you missed also in terms of your comparison between a music festival and a swingers festival. All right, give it to me. Their sexual relationship style. Like what? Well, a lot of people, especially you know, if you talk to people in US and and Western Europe, they'll have concerns that the Eastern Europeans and you know uh, um, even Southern Europeans kind of there's, there's this percept- perception they just go to fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, th- 
we didn't find that was the case at all. No, there was a lot of conversation, like at the it Mingle event. It was just as conversational as any other yeah. event we've been to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think this is a, a relatively common misconception about Europeans in general, actually. If you, if you, if you talk to people who are further away, so, you know, UK, US. Canada. Canada, places like that. You, you hear. Australia. Yeah, you hear people say, oh, you know, the Europeans are just, they're, they're more, they just go straight to the sex. Down to fuck. I don't think that's the case. I think they are with their friends. They very much are with their friends, but that's okay. I mean, that's what, you know, that's that's the friends in the lifestyle, right? But I don't think that's the case in general. So we have said, bef- we've actually said that before, that Europeans have a different swing style and they are more likely to be down to fuck. But I think that's event and location specific. If we talk about, for example, the foam party at Cup Dog. Yeah, but. D- down to fuck. That's what that is known for. It's kind of yeah, but that's a that's an implied consent party as well. Like you go into foam knowing that you will be touched in places that you would consider inappropriate in any other circumstance. So if you walk into the foam, fucking brace yourself because it's going to happen. Voice. So use your voice. Yeah, but I mean, I think you're getting yourself. If you are in a position where you think you're going to need to use your voice, I don't think you should go in there. I wouldn't fucking go in there. Having said all of that, though, there was definitely fucking going on because we walked through the playroom one of the mornings and it was like the cleaners, I didn't, it was really early. They hadn't been in there yet. And I was like, whoa, people tore this up last night. Yeah, they hadn't finished up. They hadn't finished cleaning up the last round of condom flings. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's not true. There was definitely people fucking. There was people fucking by the pool. Actually, our, our British friends decided to try and get the party going and started fucking by the pool one day. They did. You know, so there was there was absolutely people having connections and 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 fucking. But to your point, yes, I think there is definitely conversation happening. I want to ask you about naked bodies because Nude Island, over six hundred people. Would you have thought sort of nine years ago that you would be doing this and surrounded by naked bodies all the time? Like, I think I might have been doing it, or would I have thought you'd be doing it? Fuck no, no. <laughs> what What do you think now? Like now that we're kind of over eight years in this lifestyle and have you know, go to these events, go to nude resorts and stuff like that. What do you think the difference was maybe in your first in your first event to now eight years plus on going to these events and seeing nude people? Like what what do you think now when you go to these places and see nude people? Is it as exciting to you as it was? Yeah, but it's, it's desensitised a little. I've desensitised a little, of course, because, I mean, our fir- very first event, as an example, our very first nude event or clothing optional, I found it very difficult not to keep looking at the people that I found attractive and also I found it very <laughs> difficult to find it to not look at the people that I found really unattractive mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like either end of the spectrum. Yeah. Like if you fit into the sort of normal normal range, you know what I mean? Um, I was like, yeah, 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 I'm not looking at you as much, but I am looking at this person and this person for the exact opposite reasons. So I found that kind of interesting. That's kind of gone away now. So I don't find myself staring at people so much or, sorry, I don't catch myself staring at people so much. Would you say back in those early days you were more worried about getting hard-ons than you are now? And like, if so, no. I've never been worried about that. If you had any advice out there for guys that are worried about, for example, getting a hard-on, like would you have advice for to give to guys? Yeah, just get a hard-on, say look at my hard-on. So just get one. Just don't worry about it. If it happens, it happens. Just own it. Jesus, if there's anywhere in the world that you're allowed to get a hard-on without being fucking judged, it's it's at a swingers nude resort. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's very different to getting a hard-on at a – at a um, nudist, nudist, yeah, nudist village, village. Versus a, yeah, a nudist village. You'd be using your towel that you take with you everywhere mm-hmm. to um, to cover yourself up. But in a regular 
in a, in a swingers event, yeah. nobody, nobody's judging you. We definitely had a really great sex session on the island. That was so we spent kind of over two hours just. I don't know, kind of exploring each other, you know, when you're away from work, life, bills, you know, cleaning the house and stuff. I think there's more of an opportunity to spend time to get back to those early years of exploring each other's bodies somehow. And I think that, yes, while that sex session did end in (laughs) maybe me... In vaginal death. Maybe me getting a bit sick at the end of it. But the actual, the time we spent having that sex session was fantastic and it was really sexy and we... Started very slow, I would say almost tantric in nature, you know, not just rushing to penetration or rushing to orgasm. We did finish with anal in one of our most favorite anal positions, which is actually, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, missionary, but in anal. Yeah, it's, yes, that, it's not really missionary, of what would you course, call it? because. Missionary anal, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure the missionaries don't agree with that being called missionary. <laughs> missionary just anal, saying, no. Anal missionary, it's not, yeah, that's not a thing. You don't necessarily always have to go to these locations and find somebody else to be with. You know, you can, absolutely. Or maybe you can start with yourselves and then – or finish with yourselves or whatever. But, you know, there's absolutely a, a really great opportunity, even if you have children, like you're away for the kids, like just rediscovering each other. Reigniting the fire. The fire. The fire, the fire, the fire. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I agree. I think it was – it's probably one of our best sex sessions in a long time. A long time. Yeah. yeah I would say a year at least. Yeah. If you're going to say who would benefit from this trip in terms of going to Spicy Island, going to this kind of event, who would you recommend the trip for? Uh, Pretty much anyone, actually. You have to be okay with being, I won't say trapped, but being on an island for that period of time and not being able to do anything other than what's on that island. Yeah, and they did have things like you could hire the kayaks and stand up paddle boards, like I said. What I would like to see if they do this again, and actually, spoiler alert, they're going to, is kind of like a if there was like a little afternoon catamaran trip with like wine and drinks and cheeses, cheese boards and stuff like that that goes around the island and explores, that would be a real bonus to me. Like if they did that for the next trip, that would be something I would definitely be paying extra money for and booking onto. Yep. But you, so you would recommend this to anyone? Like I, pretty, re- I re- think regardless, so. what what about the people in their first six months to one year of the lifestyle? I think it'd be really interesting because you could having your own space, you can still disappear. And and it's actually, even in the smaller glamping locations, you still have the ability to just disappear, run away from, yeah. from people. So I, I think it'd be okay. Like you could just... You could just run away if That's you wanted true. to. Because and when, even when, you can still go walk. You just still go sit on the beach. Yeah. Like there's plenty of beaches on the island where there was nobody on for the entirety of that event. Yes. So you can just go down, sit on the beach and just look at the beautiful sunrise and sunset and that sort of thing. That's true. But yeah, because when the parties were happening, like if the party was up at the pool and there'd be some people maybe at the shore bar – like that's where the bulk of the people would be. Yeah. And then you could still go to the, all the other bars, the coffee shops, the pizza place, the whatever, at the other end of the island you could go exploring. So, yeah, if you did need to get away, there's that option to to do that. What about veterans? What about people like us been in the lifestyle for eight years? Yeah, I think it's – I mean, it's good as well because you can – there's a lot of people on the island. Um, a lot of them are – I mean, they're very sexy people in general and you have the ability to potentially – if you wish to play a lot, you, you have can. that ability, no doubt at all. For sure. If you wish to just hang out with people and talk sexy and be sexy, you can do that as well. You can be nude. I think it's really good. You've got different – you have the pool area that, that we didn't really mention, which was kind of up in the more expensive 
villas. That that area there. I mean, that the pool view. Is, the pool and the view is amazing. And the then you've got and then you got all the way down where you can go just down and sit on the beach. You know, without any bar or anything, just mm-hmm. relax. So I, th- I think it's for anyone. It's I think it's a pretty good option. And it's in Croatia, so again, like unique. You know, to when people talk about the cup dogs and they talk about Hedo and they talk about desire, like these places around the world that you know you have events. I think this is really a unique. The other reason I'd call it unique is because when you travel to Desire or actually any of the, the so Riviera Maya is the same. It's a little piece of the US that's been carved off and dropped into Mexico. Right. This doesn't feel like that. In terms of food and things like that, right? Don't get me wrong. There's some localized stuff as well, but it's a lot more Americanized. Whereas you go to that island in Croatia, you're in Croatia, man. I mean, the food is Croatian. Don't get me wrong, it's not traditional Croatian, but it certainly has that flair to it. Yeah. You actually get to experience some of the country as well while you're there. And if you don't have a lot of time and you want to sort of match two things together. So for me, I always like to experience the country that I'm in. It's one of the problems that I have with Desire or Riviera Maya. Or Hedo or whatever. Or Hedo is that you kind of miss – I miss that – the granularity of the natural, the local area, that the, I culture. Wanna, the local culture, and I want to experience that when I go somewhere. So that's something that you get on this trip for sure. I would also say if you're traveling there, please add two days at the front or oh, two days shit, at the yeah. back. Like, please do that. I would say that to any of these things, though. Try to. I know, but Croatia, especially, like, it's a beautiful place. Mexico is pretty fucking cool as well. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> so is Jamaica. <laughs> I mean, look, when we're talking about countries that you're going to always try to explore and, and always try to see a little more than just the village that you're staying true, in, especially true. if it's all inclusive i mean it's hard to get off those places because an, an all-inclusive place you've already effect- effectively paid for everything right so you don't want to buy your lunch out but let me tell you it's fucking worth it just do it yeah i, I would say for something like this if you are new the only caveat i would say or even if actually your experience i would say make use of the chat beforehand get in the group chat through spicy match See who else is going. What I mean, you can filter by country, by language if you want to, and start reaching out and making those connections. I think that then by the time you do get to the island, there's more of a chance that you can kind of hit the ground running. That's my my only caveat to who should go to this. Is next year happening? Uh, I did speak to Spicy Match. I don't have the dates yet, but it is actually happening. So. Oh, I'm not surprised. It was a it was a good event, solid event. That's actually how I want to I I want to finish this podcast. Is actually. For a first ever event, you can oh, always expect hiccups normally. Yeah, actually, it was reasonably hiccup Barking free. Fucking flawless. No, I wouldn't, and that's not entirely true. It wasn't flawless, but it was fucking good. Don't get me wrong, you expect hiccups, right? You expect Especially them. first event. First My time God. And a full island takeover, like. So, which means that that venue's never done something like no, this before. I understand. I understand. There were there were some there were some hiccups. Absolutely, a little bit of rain, which caused you know, yeah. Some of the way the systems were set up, there were some problems there, but nothing that you would say, oh, this is a massive issue. Yeah, There's, true. There were some hiccups along the way. Hiccups will never go away. No, and even think, to somebody who's yeah. No, of course not. But I think given that it was the first time there, I think it was their their largest event to date. Uh, I don't think that's the case. Okay, okay, okay. That was it largest singular event that they were organising everything for, I would say, like rather than so, – because at Carp Dark, yeah, but they don't – You've got the facilities it, there yeah, already, they, yeah, they don't, true. They don't organise the day parties and all that sort of stuff. They're all done essentially. Yeah. Right? So I think um, I, I think it was a really – they did a spectacular job. I think they did a top job actually. That was, That's exactly what I'm going to leave the podcast on. We walked in thinking there'll be hiccups and we walked away going – Bloody brilliant job. Like Spicy yep. Match did an absolutely fantastic job. Their team, their staff, 
I think everybody did a great job. So we really enjoyed it. If you guys get a chance, um, head over to spicymatch.com once they release next year's uh, dates. If you get a chance, please do come over to Europe, come over to Croatia and uh, go to that event. It's truly something unique. Yeah, agreed. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, hopefully, we get to do it again sometime. Although next time we're going to take our own fucking advice and stay in Croatia for a few, for a few days <laughs> before. We absolutely will. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you. Bye.